0: Bobby Orr behind left of center. Orr,
2: Orr, Orr, to the first and goal. Thirty seconds left in the period. The Bruins are shorthanded.
1: Ray Bourque the face-off the to the right of Reggie Whitman, firing it down, and Whitmore blew it. Did he ever. Marshawn, to Berger on the drive, save rebound, is loose, seven kicks it loose, there's the end.
0: Hey everyone, fans, we're back. This is the Black and Gold Hockey Prospect Podcast. This is episode three, sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Um, we took a little bit of a hiatus. I uh, had some um, had some troubles with the uh, the, the iPhone, and I uh, needed a new one. But uh, the day that we were record supposed to record, uh, my phone suddenly just didn't want to work. So I got a little frustrated and canceled the day because I needed to have a couple of drinks and unwind. How's that? But. Um, uh, back with me this week, and and uh, as always uh, in the past and, and in the future, is my uh, uh, partner in crime on the uh, Prospect Podcast. It's Tim Richardson. Tim, what's up, man?
2: Uh, not much. It's been a it's been an exciting couple weeks of hockey.
0: Yeah, and and it's it actually kicks off um, like this past weekend. The NCAA kicked off really hard, and it's not like um, uh, preseason games and and these um, you know these types of um, games that don't count, but this past weekend, the NCAA really, really took off. So we got a ton of uh, prospect news on that. We'll talk about that later. Um, but um, yeah, so let's, let's uh, jump right into the American Hockey League's Providence Bruins, the top minor pro affiliate of the Boston Bruins. Um, real quick, because we haven't been around for a little while, but um, I just want to go through the, the first couple games of the season, uh, on Saturday, October fifth, the Providence Bruins beat Lehigh, Lehigh Valley three to nothing. A Max Legassi shutout. Um, that was a great game, and that that was no, that was a road game. Um, the second game uh, was Sunday, October sixth. Uh, Providence beat Hershey Bears in overtime, uh, two to one. Uh, Saturday, October twelfth uh, Rochester. This was, this was, um, these two next games that I'm talking about right now are opening weekend. And those, those are the two games that I went to as a press member because we are now credentialed by the Providence Bruins. So excited about that. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, really exciting to, uh, to get a, um, a win over the Rochester Americans, uh, for the first game at the Dunkin' Providence. And then Sunday afternoon, uh, the Providence Bruins um, lost to the Springfield uh, Thunderbirds 5-2, to which is a pretty lopsided game. But it brings us up to what we're going to talk about right now is the four-game four road trip, which is the longest one of the season thus far in the 2019-20 season. So, and it all started in Laval on Wednesday, October 16th. So let's pull that up and we'll talk about it. Um, the scoring this was this was weird um, because Laval just got off on a on on the right foot. They scored four first period goals. Um, do you remember who was in net that, that night? Oh uh,
2: yeah, uh, Lagasse started out in net and he gave up four quick goals in the first period, and it's kind of the first team time that he had looked really um, rattled yeah. all year. And I remember, um, you know, coming out of the second period, uh, Dan Vladar uh, came out and played the second period there. Um, he stopped every shot uh, that he faced in the second, but he, uh, he got hurt.
0: Yeah, he so, went down, lower body injury
2: yeah lower body injury so Lagasse had to come back in and credit to him uh he played really well um after coming back in um ended up the stats don't look great he ended up stopping uh 14 of 18 shots um but at the same at the same time it shows a lot of poise to be able to give up four goals in the first be pulled and then come back in and play really well and they did well um with the shootout too, I believe the shootout went six rounds. So I mean, he was he was on it after that first period.
0: Yeah, and, it, and like I said, the um, the Laval uh, Rocket they scored four straight goals. So they started the period at the twelve thirty-one mark of the first period, and they scored four up to the eighteen twenty-four mark of the first period. So in a matter of six minutes, they just uh, the Bruins defense was just um, pretty much Swiss cheese. Uh, really left Legacy out to dry. But Providence comes right back in the second period uh, with a goal at 11.48 uh, from Peter Solarik. That's the second of the season from Josiah Didier and uh, Jeremy Lawson. Uh, Providence gets back on the board at the 5.57 mark of the third period. Uh, a goal from Paul Carey, his second from Stibnica and Chris Breen. And the third period, Providence at 17-18, gets his second of the game, third of the season from Brendan Gauntz and Alex Petrovic. And finally, the 4-4 uh, the four to four tying goal, which was uh, amazing to watch. At nineteen forty two, Brendan Gauntz gets his third goal of the year, assisted by Bjork and Carey, and uh, the Bruins win in a shootout. Um, Wait a minute. No, they lost. They I'm lost. sorry. I'm sorry. They lost in the shootout. So um, yeah, I'm uh, not, not a very, I mean, you gotta be more committed into these games like that. And, and uh, Jay Leach does have to do um, his due diligence to get these guys ready. I just don't think that they were all there. Um, but um, some, some highlights. Uh, some lowlights of the game was um, Michael McCarron. We'll talk about him in the next game, but yeah, uh, he uh, gave Peter Solaric a pretty dirty hit against the boards. Solarik's um, face uh, went into the boards uh, and obviously injured himself. He was out for a little while, but came back out and finished the game in a cage. Um, so, yeah, the uh, the Providence Bruins lose five to four in a shootout. Wow. Something
2: something with them, too, on that game is, and it's actually in my next uh, preview uh, that's coming out tomorrow, I've actually talked, gone into a little bit more detail about this, is uh, Providence gave up a shorthanded goal and they also gave up a power play goal. So two of the goals given up on special teams there. And Um, What started out the season, the first couple games, is a strong point for the team, the special teams. The special teams has been pretty poor over the last few games.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with that.
2: um, We'll talk about it coming up, but the game against Belleville, all four goals Belleville got were on the power play.
0: Yeah. Yep, that is awful. You're absolutely right on that one. Uh, So moving on to the... Friday, October 18th game, against Laval again, the Providence Bruins, uh, they get the loss. Yeah, three to two. Uh, again, Laval off to a fast start. at 227, they get their first goal. and uh, at 12:06, they get the second goal. And uh, the Bruins uh, suddenly wake up at 15:19 on a goal, first goal of the uh, Providence Bruins' um, tenure for uh, Alex Petrovic from Fitzgerald and Trent Frederick. And to tie it up at two, at 16:11, Ryan Fitzgerald gets his second goal of the year from Trent Frederick and Petrovic. That's kind of weird how everything worked out. The same, almost the same people scored, just different scenarios and um in the third period pretty much uh the at 10:40 Laval put it away with a 3 to 2 victory uh sealing the deal there um highlights from that game uh goaltending and any special teams
2: uh the goaltending actually played i was i was impressed with the goaltending um Lagasse actually came back and played well um stopping 27 of 30 um it's it was definitely a good bounce back game, especially the one before where he gave up the four goals early um, special teams. They gave up another power play goal, um, which is, is really starting to be a problem. If you look at it, uh, the Bruins have given up 20 goals on the year. None of them have been power play goals and they've given up two shorthand goals. Yeah. So more than half the goals they've given up on the season have been on the special teams, which is really it's it's not good um i mean they're one of the best five-on-five teams in the league right now and the problem is is they're one of the most penalized teams in the league right now as well so they're on the power play a lot yep um so that's something they're really going to have to tighten up going forward another thing um the the goalie for laval kaden primo um he started out really hot for them um again uh, they play Belleville uh they play Laval coming up this weekend and uh he's he's going to be someone to look for if you're able to attend the game at the Dunk for them because uh, it's his first uh AHL season but he's already started the year 2 and 1 with a 168 goals against and a 943 save percentage for uh Laval so uh, maybe one of those instances of running into someone who's started out the year pretty hot
0: yeah, and in this game, unfortunately, an injury happened. Um, uh, I tweeted about it. I got a, a source uh, in Laval that reached out to me, letting me know what was going on. But uh, Brandon Gauntz uh, was skating through center ice, right at the red line, and this uh, this dirt bag, Mike, uh, Michael McCarran, came in and just uh, leveled him—an uh, open ice hit. Uh, it was it was absolutely disgusting. Hit um, and. The video that we saw on AHL TV um, showed uh gaunt get up, uh needed definite medical attention. He was he was gushing. He was leaking everywhere. He obviously had a concussion because he tried to get up and cut and went back down uh and he was stretched off to the ice. Um so he is listed as gaunt is listed as week to week uh with a concussion and a broken nose. And, um, later on, it actually came out yesterday. I believe that, uh, the, uh, the American hockey league has suspended Michael McCarron for two games. Now I'm not sure. Cause I really haven't looked into it, but, uh, we're going to talk about it later, but, um, the, the Providence Bruins are playing Laval. Is he eligible to play in that game?
2: Ooh, that I'm not sure. I don't, I think, I, I think the only way that he'd be eligible to play in that game is if they is, have games this week. Oh, that's right.
0: I didn't even look at the schedule. I'll have to get into, in on that. But regardless, he was suspended, which is good. Uh, two games was a little uh, less than I thought, but it is the AHL. They don't do extensive um, uh, suspensions uh, that I can remember uh, well, long term. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the problem with that, and I, it was the thing that bothers me about that. Though is there was no penalty he called on the play, yeah, and that just that just blows my mind. Laval does play tonight; they play Belleville tonight.
0: Okay, and and what, what, so he is he's not eligible to play on Saturday,
2: right? He would um because they don't they don't play Friday; they play tonight. So I believe he'd be suspended for tonight and Saturday.
0: Okay, so he will not. So retribution will not be able to be handed out because uh, I know some Providence Bruins uh, that that want to get at him because that was a a real cheap shot hit, real dirty. So, and uh, I heard it's from a, a player that has some um, some past with the uh, the Providence Bruins. Uh, I guess a couple of years ago, Mark Diver, um, rinkside, Rhode Island reporter, Mark Diver, uh, mentioned that. Um, it was uh something happened a couple of years ago and and it, it might have still uh, been brewing in his head uh, no pun intended there, but um you know it was just a dirty thing and i I couldn't believe the hit so um, but moving on to get away from Laval uh, the two games in Laval were really really rough um, that was I mean it was back and forth hockey it was very chippy it was It was almost like watching a game from the early 1980s, but regardless, they walk away with uh, with two losses, or uh, you know, they they get a point in shootout and and one loss, but um, they move on to uh, the final two games of the road trip in Belleville against the Senators, Uh, and they just they just um, manhandled these guys, Uh, but um, came away with a seven to four victory. let me see here. So uh, this is a long one. <laughs> so the, uh, the Providence Bruins get on the board with Oscar Steen's second goal at the 2.37 mark, uh, assisted by Trent Frederick and Jakobs Borl. Providence gets back on board uh, at the 2.50 mark, literally second, second, seconds uh, from the Steen goal with Jakob goal, his second goal from Wiley Sherman and Brandon Woods. And uh, Belleville would score two to tie it uh, to end the first period. And then Providence came into the middle frame and just pretty much owned that game, owned that period. Um, at the 2.05 mark, uh, Robert Lantosi, rookie Robert Lantosi, gets his four, first goal from Pavel Shen and Peter Solarik. And in the second period at the 10.22 mark, Cameron Hughes, who's been playing well. Uh, from Ryan Fitzgerald and Trent Frederick. And the at the 16.02 mark in the second period, Peter Solarek gets his fourth of the year uh, from Josiah Didier and Wiley Sherman. And going to the third period, Providence gets back on the So they scored four straight goals. Um, uh, Jack Signica gets his first of the year at 1.0. 26 in the first from Lauzon and Anders Bjork, um, and the final goal uh, at the 6:15 mark of the third period. Paul Carey scores his third from Bjork and Shen, and like you, um, it's. Uh, I got to mention that the power play goal from Oscar Steen that started the uh, the scoring in the first period was the only goal on the uh man advantage in that game so uh your thoughts on anything else in the goaltending
2: um the goaltending I thought it it wasn't it wasn't bad it was uh, Kyle Kaiser was making his first start of the year for um for the Providence Bruins there because of of Ladar being injured he stopped 26 of 30 which it's pretty respectable. I think the only, the only problem for me there is that all four goals were given up on the power play. Um, I think part of that for me can be attributed to um, a young goaltender. A lot of times the young goaltenders uh, when they're kind of working through the kinks um, have trouble when they're um, on the penalty kill. So that's something that I could, you could kind of attribute to that um he's going to go through growing pains as all players do uh that's kind of my biggest worry though was that they gave up so much on the power play but i mean the other thing that like to mention as you were going through the goals they had seven goals scored from seven different people which is really really what you want to see having so much depth throughout all four lines and being able to score like that is uh, quite rare, especially for the AHL.
0: Yeah. And with those two kind of stinkers in, in Lavelle, it was good to see the Providence Bruins turn this road trip around and, and, and win the last two uh, games in that road trip. So um, heading to the Webster bank arena, uh, against the Bridgeport Sound Tigers last night. And this is why we're doing this today, because the the road trip is over. Thought this would be a good time to do it. Why do a show yesterday and not talk about this game? But uh, they walk into uh, Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and get on the board uh, fairly quick, which has been really good the past two games. The, this Bruins team seems to be buying in to Jay Leach's uh, uh, you know, motto, Let's get to them quickly and often. And that's exactly what they did uh, in, in Bridgeport. So uh, starting off the Providence Bruins scoring was Peter Solařík at the 152 mark. He has five goals in five games. Note that assisted by Robert Lantosi. And that was the only goal in the period. Second period at the 619 mark, Cameron Hughes, again, playing well. Gets his second goal from Paul Carey and Jack Stadika. Staying in the second period, the 1931 mark, Robert Lantosi, a beautiful goal in the hash marks, um, gets his second of the season from Alex Petrovic and Peter Solark. And finally, the 4 to nothing win sealed the deal in the third period at 538. Ryan Fitzgerald gets his third. He's been playing really well from Josiah Didier and Oscar Steen. Um, Max Lagasse, Second shutout of the of the season. He has a three one and one record, a nine thirty five save percentage, a one ninety three goals against average in five games. And um, I had the an opportunity to talk to uh, Jay Leach at the uh, opening weekend, Providence Bruins opening weekend at the dunk, and uh, we'll hear that right now. Jay, talk about Lagasse um, uh, and how he's coming to the organization. Just playing
2: very well. So far. Yeah he's been um, well 2-0 and had a shutout uh, uh, you know had made huge saves in the third for us when we needed it on the, sh- on the penalty shot um, whether it's off his knob whether it's a two bad sack he's making
0: saves um, so you're not gonna win without without goaltending like that so he was huge for us he's been great. Yeah so as Jay Leach kind of said there um, in the interview I had, I mean, Max has been a really welcome to to this Providence club, and uh, and not only has he been a real kind of a brick wall back there as a veteran presence, but he's also been a really good mentor to people like Kaiser and Vladar. So, any tandem that's going to be going on this year, um, it's going to be you know well represented, well well represented by um, a, a very good veteran player. And uh, he's a hell of a guy. Really nice. Very French. Very French. I It was funny. I, I just don't think he understood my question, but I was asking him about the transition from uh, the Los, An- not Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas franchise and the goaltending uh, coaching there and what came over here. And I, I got the, uh, the Mike Dunham right, but I totally forgot Baba Senza's name. And I fumbled it, and it was funny because Bruins network was right next to me, he was just like, "Oh, he's like I've had those moments many times." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what are your thoughts on um, on Legacy so far, and what you've seen?
2: I've I've really liked what I've seen. I know um, when they signed him initially, there was a lot of people that kind of wondered why uh, they would that they would sign him, uh, especially with people um, just figuring that they would go with Ladar and Kaiser to start the year in Providence but he has been a great mentor for the two two young goalies um he's looked great I mean he's the only he's the only goalie in the AHL right now uh with two shutouts yeah um he, he he seems to be well liked and well respected within the team as well which is which is definitely something you want to see especially from a new guy who's kind of a veteran presence and um I'm really impressed with what I've seen so far I, I think that any, I think that any tandem with him in it is going to be good in the AHL. Um, he played really well for, I believe, this was the Chicago Wolves yeah. uh, last season. Um, he had, I believe, it was a nine seventeen save percentage. Um, so he 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 played well last year as well, and uh, it seems like he's he's really starting off hot. And it's funny you were going through his stats, and that even includes that stinker where um, fourteen only stopping 14 of 18 and it's still got a safe a percentage of 935 and that goals against of under two so it really goes to show you how good the rest of the season's been
0: absolutely and before we get to the upcoming games the pink and the ring games this weekend i want to let you know that betonline.ag is your go-to for betting on sports and anything else but hockey season is, is underway in the National Hockey League and the American Hockey League. So placing a wager on any sport has never been more exciting than with the great folks at betonline.ag. Did you know placing a hockey bet is not limited to the 31 teams in the NHL? At betonline.ag, you can place bets on teams in 11 leagues in Europe. And guess what? Because you're loyal listeners to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast and CLNS Media content, we're giving you. bonus on top of your sports betting bankroll. When you go to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50, this bonus is only for your first ever deposit. And the best part is the bonus is added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support our black and gold hockey prospect podcast by going to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50. Please remember a minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. Don't sit on the sidelines during this AHL or NHL season. Get into all the action with BetOnline.ag, your online sports wagering experts. So um, looking at the the upcoming schedule, like I said before, the, the awesome uh, ad read that I just did um, <laughs> from BetOnline.ag, um, Laval is coming back into, uh, well, coming to Providence. Um, so that should be a an interesting game. Uh, Michael McCarron in the lineup or not. Uh, that should be a physical battle. Um, and the second uh, game of the pink in the rink weekend is against the Belleville Senators. So basically the, they took the road trip and flipped it around. So we're getting these same teams that we just saw. So, Hopefully, uh, better results. Well, I, I mean, the Belleville game was good. That was a seven to four win. But I'm talking about the Lovell series. That was just a kind of a back and forth. Wow. Yeah, absolutely,
2: absolutely. And it's it's weird. Laval isn't necessarily a strong team, but um, for whatever reason, they've given uh, the Bruins fit over their last six games. They're two to zero and two one-and-one um, one in Providence in that time. So, I mean, for whatever reason, they seem to just kind of have trouble with Laval. Um, and it's, it, it could be the physical play, um, but, I mean, right now Laval's got a, a negative goal differential, which, I mean, is not how you want to sustain success in any hockey league. Um, the one thing that Laval does have going for them is on their pa- their penalty kill, they've only given up one goal in 22 chances, Jeez. which is absurd. So um, I think the biggest thing will I think the biggest thing for the Bruins uh, will be trying to keep that game uh, five on five, not taking any stupid penalties um, on their end as well. Uh, as I said. They've given up 11 goals on the special teams, nine on the power. They've given up nine on the penalty kill, two shorthanded. Um, if you look at it, if you take those away, and if you take away their power play goals, they've scored 22 five-on-five goal, five goals and only given up nine. So playing five-on-five five really is their game and what they want to do.
0: Absolutely. Those are good stats right there. Thank you, sir. That's why I got you. That's why I brought you yeah. in. Um, but before we move on to the other prospects in the, uh, in the world and, and where they're developing, uh, the Providence Bruins are now tied. This is October. We're recording this episode three on October 23rd. And the Providence Bruins are now tied at 11 points with the uh, front-running Hartford Wolfback. Uh, in eight games played, the Providence team has a 5-2-0-1 record. Uh, they have a .688 uh, winning percentage. They are have a winning streak of two, which we just mentioned, and then in the last ten they're five two oh and one, so uh, things are looking good uh, this is This is weird. I know I brought it up a while uh, on our first episode uh, about the Providence Bruins and their rough start in the past couple seasons, uh, where they normally wake up in the late December and then really kick it into gear uh, in January right into April and make the playoffs. Um, most of that was due to the NHL Bruins uh, injuries and, and the, um, the shuffling of the American Hockey League Providence Bruins roster. So Jay Leach is always trying to put uh, person, uh, player with player and, uh, create some kind of chemistry, but this is great to see them get out of the gate, uh, in second place or uh, technically tied for first, but, um, I expect good things. I mean, this roster, if you look at it on paper, you know, Tim, you look at this roster on paper, man, this is a really exciting roster. It's probably one of the best rosters I've seen since covering the Providence Bruins or watching them all the time for the past six or seven years. So it's an exciting roster to, you know, and I just hope that they do well.
2: I'm with you, and I. They've started out hot, and they've. I think a, their offense has been steamrolling and scoring a lot. Uh, scoring 3.37 goals a game. I mean, that's that's fantastic, and um, something to look at that too. It's not just like one or two players. I mean, they have a bunch of guys with four, five, six, seven, eight points on the year. They actually only have one person Only one player who's played more than five games that hasn't registered a point. And that's finishing. He started off kind of slow, um, hasn't registered a point in seven games, but everyone else that's played five games or more has registered a point, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, Even while Wiley Sherman's only played in two games, already has two points. You have guys that are absolutely starting out off. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald, who started off really hot last year, um, and then got injured and kind of derailed the season a little bit. Um, has six points in his first eight games. Uh, Stunika has five in his first eight. Um, Solaric has seven in his first five. Uh, Paul Carey picking up where he left off when he last year when he got traded over here and has six in his first eight. So they have a lot of guys really stepping in and playing well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not like the NHL ones when they're relying on that top line and everybody else uh, under like Tori Krug. It was funny we talked about it on the regular Buck and goal hockey podcast. You have um, Pasternak, Marshan, Bergeron, and then Tori Krug, and then after Krug and the and st- in the overall stats, it like plateaus down to like players that got two points, two point, two points, one point, while everybody's streaking. And doing their seven-game point streaks and eight-game point streaks and so on. So, yeah, it's it, it's definitely good to see these. Um, it's it's all scoring's done by committee down in Providence. You know what I mean? It's 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 the way Jay Leach really uh, gets these guys to develop properly before they uh, uh, hopefully get sent up to the uh, to the big club.
2: Yeah, and I think that's going to bode well for a lot of the players that are uh, hopefully going to be making their debuts at, in the next couple seasons with Boston, Boston. We know the Boston Bruins have one of the, if not the best, top line in hockey. But you're going to need guys who can step in and get that secondary scoring. And when you have a team that's learning how to distribute the puck and learning how to um, score when they have their opportunity, but also pass up a shot when they need to, to give it to their uh, linemate or another teammate to score, that's good. I mean, you have guys that. Uh, Bjork has five assists, you know, Karen and Kostero each have three, Petrovich has five, Sonika has four, uh, Didier has four, Frederick has four. You know, guys that are able to distribute the puck like that and get others involved, that's going to bode well for when they get called up.
0: Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. So let's transition to the NCAA, the Boston Bruins prospects at the collegiate level. Um, Bruins forward prospect and 2015 seventh round pick Jack Becker is off to a fantastic start to his junior year at the University of Michigan. Becker has three points in three games thus far in the early 2019-20 NCAA season. Becker had a goal on Friday, October 18th, four to nothing victory against St. Lake Superior, and followed it up by a two goal night against the Lake Superior uh, State. I think they were the Lakers. I forgot to um, put that in there, but that was on Saturday, uh, October 19th, um, where the Wolverines won four to three. Uh, fellow Wolverine player, forward Bru- Bruins forward prospect in 2019 first round draft pick, and freshman at the University of Michigan, is also off to a good start in his collegiate hockey career. Uh, Be- um, Beecher. Beech- I forgot to put his name in there. Um, Beecher. Um, he had an assist on, in Friday's October 18th game against Lake Superior and a 4-0 win following that up with a, the next night on Saturday, October 19th, with his first multi-point game, assisting on two goals and a 4-3 win over Lake Superior. Michigan's Jack Becker and John Beecher are both in action this weekend with a home-and-home home series against Western Michigan, starting with the home game on Friday, uh, October 25th, and on the road on Saturday, October 26th. Um, Moving on to Ferris State, Bruins' defensive prospect and 2016 fifth-round draft pick Cam Clark is currently in his senior year at Ferris State and in two games uh, in the 2019-20 NCAA season. He has two assists and is a plus three. Uh, The Ferris State Bulldogs have two games coming up uh, this weekend, both at home starting Friday night, October 25th, against Northern Michigan. Bruins defensive prospect in 2018 sixth round draft pick, uh, Dustin McFall, has appeared in three games for Clarkson University. The freshman has zero points and is a minus one thus far in the early 2019-20 campaign. The Golden Knights are back in action this weekend with two games at the University of Wisconsin. That University of Wisconsin team has always been really good. And I, I really liked watching them when with, with Cameron Hughes and, and Trent Frederick were on there because I'm a huge Tony Granado fan. He, that guy can really get a lot out of his players. And uh, I'm, I'm shocked that he's, he's not an NHL coach just yet. Um, I'm with you, yeah. yeah.
2: he's built a great program there in Wisconsin.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's so many, so many good players that are going there now that are draft eligible for the 2020 season. So it's going to be really exciting. Uh, Bruins forward prospect in 2019, third rounder uh, Quinn Olson has appeared in one game from the University of Minnesota, Duluth Bulldogs. The freshman has zero points and it is a minus one on the early season. The Bulldogs have two games this upcoming weekend, both at home and home. Um, against the Minnesota State Gophers. That should be a good, good action right there. Uh, Starting on Friday night, October 25th, on the road and finishing up the week's games on Saturday, October 26th. Uh, Here's your boy. We're getting to your boy.
2: I've I've actually done a deep dive on him.
0: All right, let let me get through this and then you jump right in. If you don't want me to say any stats, I won't.
2: Yeah, I've got a bunch of stats for All me. right,
0: I'm not saying it then. Bruins goaltending prospect in 2017, fourth round draft pick Jeremy Swayman is currently in his junior year for the University of Maine Black Bears. Playing well, playing well. But before I get to Tim, uh, the Black Bears have one game this coming weekend starting on Friday night, October 25th at Vermont. And I believe their next game is November 1st.
2: Yeah, that's right. They have a big kind of. Uh, window there
0: all right unleash um, the crack in there buddy
2: okay well uh so we all know that we talked about how uh jeremy Swayman had kind of a a rocky first game but the whole team did where he uh stopped 52 of 59 shots gave up seven goals in that first game so if you look at his stats right now just in five games played he's got a goals against average of two four four and a save percentage of nine three seven. So seeing that, you're like, holy cow, knowing what happened in that first game, the rest of the time, he must be playing unreal. Well, he is. So since then, uh, since that loss, Maine is 3-1, and, and the one loss he did not get, he had to come in in relief uh, after about seven minutes from the backup. The backup gave up three goals in seven minutes, uh, so they brought him back in to play. So, since that, in the four games since, he's stopped 20 of 21, 37 of 38, 31 of 33, and then 31 of 32. So oh, he's seen a of ton of
0: rubber. He,
2: he's seen a ton of shots. But if you do <laughs> the math out, he's got a one-two-seven 7 goals against with a save percentage of nine-five-nine nine since that first game against Providence College and he's just he's playing he's playing unreal right now he's looking at looking at tape and looking how he's playing he's tracking the puck well um he's controlling rebounds uh the team's still giving up a ton of shots in front of him, but he's just been a human wall right there so um yeah he's he's playing outstanding and uh, i actually saw his five game stats and I ended up I told myself I had to do the math out and see what was going on since and yeah it's it's outstanding. He's playing well and he looks strong.
0: Yeah, he's uh, I've been watching the games on, on the ESPN streaming service and and he has been playing very, very good. Uh definitely waking up. I'm sure he's been working with Alfie Michaud, uh, very hard to get back into um, where he was last season, and oh, and hopefully uh, you know kind of reflects on that freshman year he had when he was just like unbelievably good. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a big swimming fan. I know you are too. So
2: absolutely. I mean, he's only given up five goals since that first game, which is unreal.
0: Yeah, and in the NCAA, those are great numbers. I mean even a 3.37 goals against average in the NCAA is, is still pretty damn good but he's just really doing very well to uh, to hone his his uh, talent in and uh, and make the best of a year on a team that even Red Gendron the head coach I I, I was uh, watching a video on YouTube the uh University of Maine Black Bears YouTube hockey channel and he mentioned that the that the defense is is, is weak um and, and and he's been a really big part of uh, helping that that D uh, sure up the back end so
2: yeah he has and uh like you said three the team's three and one since he won three games in a row uh they beat uh, Alaska Anchorage twice that he played and forgot who he won in the other game in the other game but yeah they they uh they're lucky to have him and we're lucky to have him in the system because he looks like he's going to be a good one
0: yeah, absolutely, and he's a junior. So uh, whether he signs with the Bruins after this year or plays his uh, his senior year with the Black Bears, it remains to be seen. But um, uh, getting him into this into the system, regardless of its East Coast Hockey League to start, and then work your way up to the uh, the American Hockey League's Providence Bruins, it's uh, it's all good stuff. I mean, I think we got a good golden core. Still believe we need another one. I, I'd like to get another college kid into the, into the works and, you know, let him go through uh, one, two, three seasons, maybe even four, and then get him into the, uh, the whole mix of things.
2: Same here. Absolutely. I agree. I would like to see if uh, they could get another, another guy in, but uh, we'll, we'll see if they are able to draft another one year coming up in June.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's jump to the United States Hockey League um which is a it's like a tier 1 league it's a, it's a preparatory league to the NCAA level so uh Bruins forward prospect in 2019 7th round draft pick Jake Smoltz is off to a fantastic start to his second season in the USHL with the Green Bay Gamblers. Last season his rookie year was with the St uh Chicago Steel and he posted 5 5 goals, 13 assists, 18 points in 60 games. This season so far for the Green Bay Club, uh, the 18-year-old has uh, two goals, three assists, five points in eight games. And also Schmaltz is uh, committed to the University of North Dakota next season. So, uh, yeah, fantastic program. A lot of good, uh, uh, I believe, uh, Jonathan Taves played there. Uh, Obviously, um, uh, recent Providence Bruins goaltender, Zane McIntyre, was there. So, uh, they have a good program, so I'm sure that he'll definitely get the, the development he needs there. Uh, def- I'm, he's a seventh-round pick, uh, but he kind of reminds me of a Jack Becker. We're not really going to know what we have until we get a player like that into the Providence Bruins system and, and see where he gets when he's away from, um, from players that uh, aren't his age. You know, there's, In the AHL, you get a real mix of, of veterans, rookies and and middle developing players so should be good i'm I'm excited for all these prospects i I just love talking prospect hockey
2: yeah i'm excited about all of them too i think uh i think they're they've got a good core group of guys i think they've drafted well recently
0: yep Uh, Moving to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and this is the only league in the CHL. The CHL has three leagues, the the Western Hockey League, the Ontario Hockey League, and the Q. And right now, the Bruins only have a prospect in the Q, and that's with the Markton Wildcats, and that's Axel Anderson. And in four games, this guy has been impressive. I've been talking to the boys at the I always get this wrong. It's the Wildcast podcast, and it's, and you can find them on on Apple uh, Podcasts or any platform. They do a, such a great job, and we've been going back and forth talking about uh, Axel and, and what he's brought to the game, um, to the to Markton so far, and a defense that was starved for um, a puck mover, a guy that can be uh, a play top line minute. So, and in six, uh, he's got six points in four games, all assists. So um, that's that's good. Uh, happy to hear that. Um, moving to the SHL, which is the Swedish Hockey League. Uh, Leenaus Arneson, for uh, Färjestad BK uh, in twelve games. He has three goals, four assists, seven points. Uh, moving down to Victor Berglund. He plays for Modo. I'm not saying that league because I'm terrible at anything European. Uh, in 12 games, he has three goals, one assist, four points. Moving down to local Yaroslav in the MHL, which is the league under the KHL, pretty much like the AHL to the NHL. Uh, Roman Beichkov, uh he's a defenseman. In, in 17 games, has three goals, three assists, six points. Um, oh, got to go way down. Curtis Hall, uh, Yale University. I forgot to bring him up, but he has not appeared in any regular season games thus far for Yale, Uh, so uh, we're going to leave him off the board. I think his – do you happen to know if he's starting this weekend?
2: I don't. I hadn't seen anything, if he had or not. Okay. If he's going to. um, I'll
0: have to look at it again and and get better info for when we come back, uh, either Monday or Tuesday next week for another report. Um, moving to Emilio Hansen, the defenseman for HV71 in the SHL, has zero points in eleven games. Um, oh, geez, I forgot about this. Yuna Kapanen, the forward uh, who was uh, sent down from Providence to the East Coast Hockey League. I know we're going out of order, folks, but the Atlantic Gladiators, which is the um, the the premier Double A affiliate of the Boston Bruins uh, in three games. He has four points, one goal, three assists, four points. So good for him. Uh, and probably playing top minutes where in Providence he was playing bottom six and uh, on a schedule because um, there's so many players down in Providence that he was probably only getting one game at a time. So it was beneficial for him to go down to the East Coast Hockey League and keep those legs moving. Absolutely. and Matthias Mant- E. Kivy, he's a forward for Saipai in the League League. He has zero points in eight games, and that will do it. So that is it for the uh, prospect update for this week. That's all that I have. Um, we do have to mention that Anders Bjork, who started the, the 2019-20 campaign for the Providence Bruins, has been called up to the Boston Bruins, Appeared in one game, getting fourth-line minutes, thought he looked good. Um, Coach Bruce Cassidy was kind of impressed and said some good things. But he was sent down today to Providence, which many believe, and and if you look at Twitter, if you can get past all the freaking out on Twitter and Bruins Twitter and any hockey Twitter – this was a paper transaction, I, I believe. I think he'll be back with the Boston Bruins when they come when they uh, play on Saturday night. I just think that it was because uh, he was called up on an emergency basis for Carson Kuhlman. Is that correct?
2: Uh, he was called up for uh, – actually, he was actually initially called up when Krejci uh, went, uh, okay. went on IR. Okay.
0: That's right. That's right because um, I forgot who wrote an article for us. God, I'm bad with memory. But – um. Anyway, he's up, and Carson Kuhlman is, is, is out for four weeks with a. Um, he broke something in his lower body. Oh, it was a fibula, tibia? Yeah, it's
2: a, it's a non displaced uh, hairline fracture of his right tibia.
0: Okay. That's why I brought you, because you have all the freaking fancy words. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Anders Bjork is down. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, he looked good, and, and obviously, he's been doing very well down in Providence. Um, uh, so there's some good signs and, and hopefully he gets he gets on a roll in Bruce Cassidy's system and, and, and gets a little more exposure than just getting a game here, a game there. I'd like to see him get a stretch of 12 games, see what he can do, and then evaluate. You still have the option to bring him down to Providence because he's waiver eligible. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? You got anything else, big guy?
2: I don't. I think that's everything I've – gathered for today
0: who's your friend in the background
2: oh it was uh my dog that's marlo he's <laughs> running back and forth
0: <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i just saw this like furry head pop up behind you and i was like whoa you're getting attacked there big guy
2: <laughs> yeah that's uh that's marlo he's uh He's a good dog. He's uh, 10 years old now.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, my, my dad's dog. He's a family dog. His name is Buster, and he's 9-ish, uh, 10, right around there. And, and we got Winston, who's a, a year old. So both Boston Terriers, uh, I love them. Absolutely love them. I'm a huge dog fan. Huge dog fan.
2: Marlo's the first dog we've had, and he's, yeah, he's great. He's a Shih Tzu Maltese mix. Yep. Um, and he's, he's great. Yeah, he's, he's awesome.
0: That's awesome. But speaking of awesome, you, sir, Mr. Tim Richardson, you are awesome for doing this. And thank you so much for uh, understanding my my um, phone issue and so on. And we didn't do a show because I, I want to make sure that I kind of bring the best that I can and not without an attitude because I, that, that Tuesday my phone went down. I was, I was not happy. I was, I was having a lots of these, the pink Whitney's.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no but worries it, at all i definitely uh, understand
0: yeah um but anyway that is the prospect uh podcast for this week uh, we want to thank everybody for the support of the show there's a lot of people coming out there even last week they said where's the where's the show where's the show well, i need to talk prospect but uh we, we appreciate everybody's uh support and uh we're definitely going to get better and better each week we do this we're going to get more of a uh um, more of an agenda down, Pat, as we talk. We'll, we'll hit that up in Slack uh, this coming week. I do have to make time to make a new intro. So we're going to have um, some voice. We do, uh, the Providence Bruins now have a home voice. So I'm going to be able to get some of that audio and, and put some music involved and create a new intro and a possible outro. So we got a lot of things happening. So it's going to be a good year. We, and like I said, thank you so much for the support, everybody. We really appreciate it want to support the show go to blackandgoldhockey.com uh, click on the fanatics banner buy some buy some merch buy some merch um, through fanatics uh, any league not the NHL you can you can buy from, from the NHL NBA NFL NBA any anything you want sports related go there we get commissioned for it, it helps us cut the cost so and uh, no it's that's pretty good and and obviously share the program if you can't you know contribute financially Retweet and share on Twitter. We, we was, uh, certainly appreciate it. But um, that's it for, uh, for Mark Olman and uh, Tim Richardson. We're going to say goodbye, and we'll be back either Monday or Tuesday next week. So, Tim, thanks again, man, and have a great week.
2: Thanks. You as well.
1: Thanks again for listening to and supporting Black and Gold Hockey Podcast.